0: This is Bulls Beat on USF Bulls Unlimited. Each weekday morning, Bulls Beat is your stop for exclusive interviews, highlights, and the very latest on all sports at the University of South Florida. With today's show, here's your host, Derek Sharp.
1: And we are back in Tampa after a very eventful handful of days in Columbia, South Carolina. Derek Sharp, this first segment, will Spend some time on the end of the bull season, no doubt, but we'll also take you back to some highlights from what happened on Friday as the women's basketball team got that true March Madness experience, winning a thriller in overtime, and then for a half, it was quite the contest against undefeated, number one ranked South Carolina before the Gamecocks. Well, they exerted their will, which is what they do in pretty much every game they play. You'll hear what Jose Fernandez had to say about it. We said that Friday was a memorable one for women's basketball. It was a memorable day in all of Bulls sports, as baseball had an amazing comeback. We'll have the highlights of the walk-off win there, and then softball had two big-time wins as well. It was a busy weekend. We got tennis, we got golf. If the Bulls had won yesterday in Columbia, South Carolina. This was going to be an hour-long show, but we'll go with the 30-minute route, and we'll get right into it. Actually, yeah, let's start off with Friday before we set up Sunday, the Bulls. Last year, went to Columbia, South Carolina, played in the first game at the NCAA tournament, and frankly, didn't feel like we were in the tournament because we were the first team out and got down by 20-plus points to Miami. It just was never a ball game. And there was the other stuff. The team was staying in the Nine Seed Hotel, which was on the other side of town across the river, and just didn't feel like you were part of it. This was Completely different. We were within walking distance of the Colonial Life Arena. You know, it was St. Patty's Day. There was a lot going on around town. It was a fun environment. Now, on the basketball court, not so much fun at the beginning of the game. The Bulls were in a sort of stagnant mode and just couldn't get the offense flowing. And Marquette shot ahead 12-4. to In fact, it was 16-8 to until the very end of the quarter. And a moment that uh, we had not seen in a while. Wilson gets it in. Kuchinecki fakes the shot on the baseline, has it, tries to dribble. Around Nkumu with five. Over wide open in the quarter is Wilson. That's a big three right there by Ariel Wilson to end the period. She did not hit so many of them this season. Try four for 28, and it had been 12 games since she had made a field goal. Ariel Wilson is a true point guard. That thinks pass first. Her only points in those 10 games were solo efforts, namely free throws. And then the Bulls carried over towards the start of the second quarter, got to within a point again after being down eight. That's when Jordan King, who's Marquette's leading scorer and outstanding, got going with six straight, and the lead was back up to nine. Carla Brito got it going in the second quarter. She was definitely the X factor, as Elena Chenecki predicted she could be, in this game keeping the Bulls in it. Prices pops open, but about 30 feet from the basket. Brito sees the shot clock, drives the lane. What a nice move by Carla Brito. She just gave it the signal like, give it to me. Carla Brito has six points and knocks it down to a seven-point margin. She's in a groove right now. You just never know how freshmen are going to react to their first NCAA tournament appearance, and you could see right from the beginning. Brito kind of had that confidence, that Big game vibe. She scored six in the second quarter. Dulcie Fankamangiato started to get it going with three makes in three attempts. And the Bulls shot fifty percent in the quarter, found themselves down five going into the second half. But then things just were not going the Bull's way. They were it's kinda of like the Wichita State game, right? When you thought it was gonna turn around, the other team, which in this case Marquette better than Wichita State, had the answer, got it up to a forty to thirty two game, and then Chloe Murata, who doesn't hit a lot of threes, but is an outstanding player. She's a marquette for life, her whole family, either coached or played there. She was carrying them with a variety of 15-foot jumpers, the power forward. It's almost like she admitted she couldn't score over Dulcie, so she scored, well, over her from the perimeter. And then she hits a three-pointer, which is a rarity, and Marquette is jumping off the court, laughing, looking like they've got this one because it was 45-34, and frankly, it felt like it. Well, Jose Fernandez called a timeout. And the message was, get the ball to Dulcie, Whereas Brito carried the Bulls in the second quarter, it was Dulcie who got them back in the game here in the third. Wilson, inside to Dulcie wants to turn. What a move. And she puts on two, basically, clinics right there and keeps the Bulls hanging around at 47 to 38. And they would get it down to six at the end of the quarter again. So would they be able to take the final step? One thing that would become, well, a big issue on Sunday with South Carolina, but certainly was in this game, was Marquette getting a lot of offensive rebounds. They had 18 of them, and on this particular sequence, we will start the end-of-regulation sequence. It looked like the story of the game, along with the Bulls' inability to hit three-pointers. Sammy Puisis was just guarded outstandingly by their Jordan King. She herself, again, as their leading scorer, was just 4-for-21, but played the defense on Sammy Puisis. Nation's leading three-point shooter did not hit one in the conference tournament did not hit one in this game. And then the offensive rebound that put Marquette up six as we get towards the end made it feel like it was gonna be another short stint for the Bulls. However, it got exciting. Buckle in for the end of regulation. 10 on the shot, 350 on the game. La Chapelle drives on Priest's foul line. They block her off. Carlin, a heave, and Dulce had position. Carlin gets the rebound and scores. If that wasn't the story of the day, Dulce had her blocked out and Carlin just went around her. Dulce Fankin is great. She's right on her averages of 17 and 12, but it's 55 to 49. This is long too, good. 55-51, 3.20 to go. So even with the dastardly turn of events that we just witnessed, the Bulls are still in it. Now Marquette's bleeding the clock. Five on the shot clock, and Kumu, desperation layup, and rims out. And they have position, and the ball's on the deck. You gotta dive on it if you're the Bulls. Hell ball. Thank you, possession arrow. Bulls have been fighting from behind all day long. Chenecki with Nkumu Honor on the three-point line. Dribbles, takes it to the rack, lays it up and in! With 1.55 to go, Shinneki had that lane finally open up for her. She's three for 12, but as happy as you can be. Marquette calls a play. King right in front of Coach Duffy. Pulls were down by 11 midway through the third quarter. They want to get it to... Murata, you can see, that's a decent pass, and it floats away, it's a turnover. Don't need a three here. Teams generally want to try for three here. And one that hasn't made but one all day would be wise to try and get a two. Oh, Brito passed on the three. Chinecki thought about one with 20 on the shot clock, drives in, oh, lays it up, off, Dulce gets the board, and in! And she's fouled! It laid on the front rim forever. Sorry people sitting close to me, sorry about that. I got a little excited. We are tied with 121 to go. And with the free throw can take the lead. 55 apiece. Madness indeed. Happiness right now as Dulcie knocks it down. 56-55 Bulls, they've come all the way back. They've come off the deck in this game. Bulls were down 11 in this game. They have the lead in the thriller. They've scored the last seven points. 20 on the shot, 48 on the game. Jose Fernandez shouting out a play. Bulls fans on their feet. Wilson still has it. 15 on the shot. Out to Precis. King stays on her as she has been all day long. Drops it to Dulcie, far from the hoop. Brito wants to get it back to Dulcie. Out to Chenecki instead for three. Good! At long last, Glad it was worth the wait. 59 to 55. Timeout, Eagles with 32 seconds left. Well, you heard a lot of things in there. First of all, the three-point shooting just wasn't happening. Elena Chinecki was one for her first nine, had just two points, someone that averages around 18 a game, going into that late stretch. So the Bulls couldn't quite put it away, though. If you want to hear the full highlights, you can go to our Unlimited Unloaded page on SoundCloud or Spotify or Amazon Podcasts or Apple Podcasts. Just type USF Bulls Unlimited Unloaded. and We get you the full reel that includes Marquette, getting four free throws in the final minute, including big-time tie-up when the Bulls are trying to get to the free throw line. And the freshman, Mackenzie Hare, sinks a couple like nothing to it with four seconds left, and we go to OT, but you will take it, considering the Bulls were down 11. Never got a big lead, neither team got a big lead in the OT, but the Bulls made enough shots. Here's how that went down. Like I said, they got their moment, their March Madness thrilling moment, and this is how it sounded in Columbia on Friday afternoon. Rito. Once an elbow jumper, Lane opens up. Switches hands and scores. Carla Brito has been big today. She puts the Bulls back on top. 64-63. Kind of an important possession here. Sees it on the line for USF. Cinecki, floater good. Down and with 31 seconds left. Puts the Bulls back on top. 7.3 seconds left. See if I can ask Jordan King who they're going to. No? Come on, Jordan, tell me. Well, she's throwing the ball in, so I think it's going right back to her. Marquette, four of 12 on threes, if you're wondering. Bulls up two, yep, gets it right back. Top of the key, out to Herrick for the three, rims out. Tineke gets the rebound, and the ball win. That ball was in and out, and USF had to hold its breath, but the Bulls get the thrilling overtime victory, 67 to 65. Unbelievable stuff from that game. And if you want to check out some of the videos I put out on Saturday, especially the bench's reaction when the Bulls were taking the lead, late in regulation. And oh, yeah, that last shot was really, it, it was more than halfway underneath the rim, but it got enough of the back side of the rim to pop out, or the Bulls' season would have ended just like that. Dulcie Fancamangiadu needed four, and you knew she'd get that rebounds to become the school's all time single season record holder, surpassing Alicia Jenkins. She had. 22 points and 16 rebounds. She was 8-9 from the floor, becoming just the third player in tournament history to go for at least 20 and 15 while shooting at least 85%. Carla Brito, 15 points, 9 rebounds. Sammy Puises didn't hit a 3 but ended up with 14. And Elena Chenecki, who had 2 for the longest time, ends up with 13. And the Bulls, like they say, survive in advance. I think that's why they say that. Well, it was going to be pretty challenging to South Carolina on Sunday. This team is undefeated. They played a schedule that's even better than the Bulls. You know how strong the Bulls non-conference was? Well, they went to Stanford and to UConn. Stanford got beat late last night, if you missed that, by Ole Miss. But Ole Miss is the other team that took South Carolina to overtime this year. So that actually didn't surprise me, because if Ole Miss is good enough to take South Carolina to overtime, they're good enough to win at Stanford. But the point, back to the Gamecocks, is In the very few games they've been challenged this year, they were able to grind out a victory. And they've always relied on their defense and rebounding when they're not scoring. But they've been scoring this year as well. 81 points a game, which is a pretty high number. And so, with that in mind, could the Bulls keep it close? The answer was yes. The first quarter, in fact, had the Bulls on top. This was exciting stuff on Sunday afternoon. Precious top of the key over to Chenecki. That's got to go up. That's got to go down, and it does. Sammy Precious with the assist. Elena Chenecki. The Bulls are going to have to hit their shots. Precious good defense by Beal. Has to create her own shot. Gets it block by South Carolina. Oh, yeah. Haven't mentioned their block shots yet. We'll tell you about that after this fast break by Beal. No foul called. Ball rims out. Offensive rebound, no, Corralled by Wilson. Oh, yeah, they average nine blocks a game. They out-rebound their opponents by 20 a game, and they block nine shots a game, but Chenecki doesn't care. She drives down the lane and puts the balls up 5-2. to two. Elena Chenecki had a big-time struggle for the longest time against Marquette. Now she pounds the floor right in front of me. Bulls up 5-3, to three, four minutes down in this one. Chenecki off to Brito, who gives it right back to the... Red-hot of Chenecki drives the baseline. Parise is for three. Rips in. That's huge. She had not made a three in her last two games. And it's eight to three, Bulls. Answer on the other side. I'm telling you, I like what I just saw because, yes, yeah, Z- Zaya Cook, who's outstanding, makes the three. But she sort of had that exaggerated follow-through, like someone that knows she's in a battle. You know what I mean? And Chenecki is leading the battle for the Bulls. Follows up with a jump shot, and the Bulls lead it 10-6. to Yeah, Cook, for a normal three-pointer early in the game for somebody that's their leading scorer, almost showboated there. It shows you that they're in a game. And the Bulls are giving it to them right now. South Carolina, 589 offensive rebounds. Ridiculous number. And there's another block, and Saxton runs it down. Brito rejected by Saxton. And foul, and one. I'll tell you what, Fletcher is flexing, and they're doing a lot of gesticulating, but to me, that lets you know that the Bulls have already put notice into this number one team in the country, however they're responding. But they're still in this battle for sure, down 12-10. to 10. Emma can take that three, she will, and she knocks it down, Emma Johanson absolutely has that stroke. Dribbles it off the foot of her teammate Dulce, Ariel Wilson, yes yeah, she traveled, that was heck of a hustle though, by Wilson. Now they're saying the Bulls got a timeout, how about that? Jose Fernandez getting in the timeout and granted the T.O. South Carolina fans don't like it. Hey, the other team has a good coach too, you know. As we hit 50 seconds to go in the quarter, the Bulls looking to add to a 13 to 12 lead. Ariel Wilson drives in, lane opens up. How about that, and one. Ariel Wilson does not make a habit of shooting the basketball, much less taking it into the trees that are South Carolina, much less getting an and one but she just did all of that. So I say that was a good timeout. And the Bulls lead it 15 to 12. Ariel meanwhile struggles at the free throw line. If she makes this, that's a good sign. 16 to 12, Wilson with the three point play. Before yesterday's three point shot, she had gone more than 10 games with no more than a point in a game. Early good signs for the Bulls with 35 seconds to go. You can hear the Bulls fans feeling it right now. Wilson, 15 seconds, the Bulls will set up a play. South Carolina has the arrow to start the second quarter. Out to Chenecki has seven points early. Eight on the shot, on the game, I'm sorry. Six, hounded by Johnson. Drives in, tries for a reverse layup. Time is winding out, Wilson for three. Could she do it again? No. She hit a three at the end of the first quarter against Marquette. But we'll take what she did to give the Bulls the lead and South Carolina fans, a couple of them are like, do like clap? Are we gonna be okay? Right now, it's going the Bulls' way. A hot start, and withstanding the first punch by South Carolina, it's USF 16, South Carolina 12. It had a big game feel. The Colonial Life Arena was just amazing, and they put 10,000 in that building for the national champs, the defending national champs, final four for the last seven years. And as you heard, the Bulls were making their shots in a first quarter that saw them exit with a four-point lead. Now, I said South Carolina's been seriously challenged a few times this year and modestly challenged in a handful of other games, and they've always put the game away at some point. It seemed like the second quarter could have been that point as the Gamecocks got to a seven-point lead with about three minutes to go. Bulls had only made three buckets, but they closed strong to put the entire nation on notice for at least a half. And Cook's gonna get an open look, but Chenecki in her face. Long jumper, nice shot by Zaya Cook. Outstanding clutch shot. Jose puts up the stop sign. Last shot here, 33-26. Maria across mid-court with 15. Johnson out on her with 10. Chenecki trying to run off the screens. Cook won't let her open. She gets it in the corner for three. That's a big shot by Elena Chenecki. It is 33-29. And that's going to be our halftime score. South Carolina has the lead. Yet I look around, and I don't know, one out of every 200 fans may be clapping right now. And all the Bulls fans are. I know we're losing. But it feels like a big, big big-time statement that the Bulls have made here in the first half. Absolutely was. That was the first half. Bulls shot 40% against a team that allows its opponents about 30% per game. Four for nine on threes, way better than what teams normally hit against South Carolina. Chenecki with 12 points on five of 11 shooting. The Bulls had an even assist to turnover ratio, which is really solid, seven to seven. It's a stat that was not good against Marquette in the first half of that game. Believe it or not, the Bulls only had one assist and only four for the entire contest, not like them. But again, in this first half, seven assists. Not a ton of points. It was 33 to 29. But hey, South Carolina allows about 25 per first half. And for the games, outscore their opponents on average 81 to 51. We surely didn't look like we were headed towards a 30 point margin, but it got there as South Carolina turned it on. Now, one thing we didn't feature in the first half that definitely benefited South Carolina was the whistles. They were calling it close for the first few minutes, just close enough to get Dulcie Fancamangiatu two fouls on her. That went overtime at UConn, which is of course a two seed, and here we go. The thing that you didn't want to see, a foul on Dulcie Fancamangiatu. Boy, and Jose Fernandez is letting the officials know it. If you're going to call a tic-tac grab away from the basket, this is going to be a long day. And you could tell these South Carolina fans were very knowledgeable because even though Dulcie wasn't. An offensive force in that first half, only two shot attempts and two points. When she picked up that second foul, the crowd went crazy. So they knew how important it was. Meanwhile, we harped on this on the air. I don't want to over-harp here because, well, the second half had very little, if anything, to do with officiating. But specifically in the first half, there were four different times that the Bulls looked like they were fouled on a shot attempt. Johnson puts her head down the break, and Maria Alvarez noted shot blocker. Gets the rejection from behind. And they didn't get to the line, any of them. Maria wants to take Boston. Guard on center. Maria wants to go around her. Oh, she gets pushed, no call. Absolutely got pushed. And Chenecki tries to steal from Cook. And of course, the crowd wants the foul there. This is humorous. Alvarez for an open three, big shot, folks, no good. Sammy has rebound position, gets the basket on the putback. Maria Alvarez with the shot block. Then in about a bizarre seven or eight seconds, Sequence was one-on-one with Aliyah Boston, absolutely got pushed to the ground and no call. That would have been a second foul on Boston, and believe me, these officials know it. You know how many times they got to the line of the first half? Once, and that was on that amazing Ariel Wilson play to end the first quarter, once. South Carolina was eight for 12, and it's not like one team was doing all the driving to the basket and the other wasn't. This was calls not going their way, so it could have even been a better first half, and truly the beginning of the second half, who knows what would have happened, right? But after making their last three shots before halftime, the Bulls started off missing their first five, and they went to Dulcie twice. And Aaliyah Boston was all over her, and it's when South Carolina's defense really took over. The Bulls would miss 11 in a row at one point, and these were not easy shots. Some were rejected, many were rejected, and many were not even close. So the third quarter is when really the Bulls, and the same thing has happened to a number one seed Stanford, a number two seed UConn, and so many other talented SEC teams. Normally you'd say it got away from the Bulls, but really you have to say South Carolina took it over. To give it to precis with only eight on the shot clock. Miss Handles, seven on the shot. It's going to have to create something herself. Long two block, good defense. And now South Carolina looks to run. Bulls have got to get their eyes up. That's a great pass by South Carolina, to cook, and the Bulls face their largest margin. A blocked shot and a fast break bucket, and it's 39-31. And the Bulls call a timeout. Still plenty of time to go in this game. It's been single digits throughout, which is saying something, but South Carolina's defense is doing the talking right now. Zaya Cook wants to get Chenecki's fourth foul. Pulls up, knocks it down. Zaya Cook is really, really good. She's got 15 points. South Carolina is five for seven from the floor here in the quarter and has its biggest lead at ten. Off to Cook, three, looks off, and it is. But they get the rebound with Boston right over. Dulce misses that. Saxon gets the rebound, misses that. So three chances, and then they steal it from Rito and score on the foul. you got to grab the ball if you're the Bulls. you just got to grab the ball, and they couldn't do it, and that hurts. And South Carolina's fans roar their approval as they should. Dulce in the corner, fake around Cordosa. Nice move, but the shot rims out. Great move by Dulce. But even on that one, when Boston wasn't really in the path of her shot, their propensity to block shots affects your shot. And then on the other end, great move. Great move by Bree Beal. She hasn't done much offensively, but it should have been an eight-point game, and now it's back up to 12. Now Beal guards Cinecki. Here's behind her back. Elena is in that Elena mode right now. Gets a shot swatted there, though. If yeah, that's the one player you don't want to challenge, <laughs> the 6-7 one. Love what Chenecki's doing. She's got 17 points. She is shooting seven for 15. The rest of the team is seven for 27. Chenecki was cooked all over her, wants to drive around. Gets it rejected. It'll be South Carolina ball. here does the trick that time. Now Fletcher wants to give it back to her, and she holds her ground and scores. That is running the floor right there. Yeah, that about sums it up because you got a player like Leticia here who scored 10 points and until six games ago had only scored double figures a few times and now she's done it four of the last six, including an eight spot in there. And it's just one of those players, while you're tiring out, she is sprinting off the bench and, well, sprinting from one end of the court to the other. Third quarter stats... Told everything. 8 of 25 for South Carolina. That's not a good number. But on their 17 misses, they got the offensive rebound 11 times. That's 2 out of every 3, obviously. They had 21 rebounds total in the quarter. Ended up outboarding the Bulls in the game 55-28. to 28. Bulls entered this game 4th in the country in rebound margin. Now they're 6th. South Carolina is 1st in rebound margin, more than 20 a game. And oh, by the way, 2nd to them, is a full four back, and that's LSU, and just to make you feel better, when South Carolina played LSU, the Tigers were undefeated, it was late in the regular season, South Carolina beat them by 24, and out-rebounded them by 18, not only are they tall, not only are they deep, while you're getting tired, they also have a championship desire and mentality, and that is tough to beat, Zaya Cook, I don't think she's unsung, it's just when you think about South Carolina, you think about Aliyah Boston first, As Jose Fernandez said after the game, Boston would have much bigger numbers on a team that wasn't as deep as South Carolina. As it turned out, her numbers didn't jump out at you, 11 and 11. But That doesn't show everything she does, especially on the defensive end. In fact, it was Cook, who is their leading scorer, leading the way with 21 points than a 10-point drop-off. Mention the bench, 30 points off the bench compared to 5 for the Bulls. Carla Brito did not score a field goal. Emma Johansson did hit a 3 when the Bulls were still in it in the first half, but after Chenecki's 20 and Puisis' 11, it was a drop-off down to four points for Dulcie Fancomengiata. but she did get a bucket. Boston got her double-double when the game was well-decided, but hey, you can't qualm with that. So the last baskets by three standouts, including two that are all-timers for the Bulls. Their last baskets as Bulls. South Carolina will slow it down. They took Cook out, she finishes with 21 points. I think they want to get it to Boston for a double-double. Yep, right to her. There it is. Now she's, Don Staley, going to immediately go down to the bench and look for a sub. Boy, you can read that coming. 69-38. Had to get the double-double. Now she's coming right out. That's her 81st double-double, though. Now 10 on the shot. Kaneki dumps it with Dulcie and she makes a layup. Has it, thinks about a three. Three-pointers have not been there in the second half. Bulls with four from out in the first. Chenecki pulls, knocks one down. She heard me. Now Chenecki finishes with 20 points, or at least has 20 points, and has four made threes in the game, 71-43. to 43. Definitely not done talking about those two, but we're done talking about the season as far as the Bulls go from a highlight perspective. Now here's Jose Fernandez's, in the post-game press conference, I thought an excellent Roundup of what happened here.
0: Well first of all I uh, just want to acknowledge uh, South Carolina and the basketball team that they have. They got a lot of pieces very versatile and uh, they're well coached and you know I thought for 20 minutes we did a really really good job. That third quarter uh, really hurt us you know offensively and defensively. I thought they just really assaulted the glass and uh, you know at some points our best offense was the second shot. That's what hurt us. Their physicality bothered us a little bit too. You know what, what I told my t- uh, our team. I've had a really, really great time coaching this group. I've had more fun with this group than I've had in the past. With everything that we've been through, uh, they won 27 games, tied to school record for wins. They got a lot to be proud of. You know, we've been to the NCAA tournament nine nine times, second round five times and postseason play we've been to postseason play what 18 19 over my 23 years but i i've had just a wonderful time coaching this group the transfers adapted well to to, to our culture we had five freshmen and then the two young ladies sitting next to me have just been a pleasure to coach Who two of your best players are your hardest workers everything falls in line really easily so What I told our team, don't let this define the year that we had. We had a tough stretch playing three games in three weeks and getting bounced in the quarterfinals of Dallas and then having a lot of adversity the other night against a really good Marquette team and battling back and winning in overtime. And then the next 20 minutes that they played, they should be very, very proud of. You know, it just got away from us. Got away from us in that third quarter.
1: On the other side, Don Staley's team advances, and yes, about the officiating, where it was tightly called for the first five minutes when Dulcie picked up a couple fouls, and then a lot of apparent fouls let go by the officials that South Carolina seemed to commit on Bulls who looked like they were headed to the free throw line. It's always great. It's always you know the great to be able to um, allow the players to 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 make plays and to uh, determine who wins the game. Uh, I, I thought the officials let us play uh, both ways, both ways. And uh, it benefited – it probably benefited us more uh, because we just have so much depth and we have an ability to just play that way uh, if we need to play pretty physical. So, uh, it was a good game. And if the same benefit is given to South Carolina, and frankly, they probably deserve a little bit of it, as good as they are, and they'll be playing – Sweet 16 and presumably Elite 8 in the state of South Carolina in Greenville, then they're probably going to cruise into the Final Four. Well, as you can see, we're at the half-hour mark, so we extended the basketball portion of the show here on the Unlimited Unloaded page to the normal full length of a show. But there was a lot else that went on this weekend. Stay tuned for more of that here on Unlimited Unloaded as we tell you about baseball, track and field, softball, tennis, golf when we continue.
0: This is Bulls Meat on the Unlimited Unloaded page.